welcome to another Sunday Night with Punky. I'm your host, Angela Bowen of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. So, how's everyone's week been? Mine's been pretty decent. The weather really was not that bad at all this week. Well, at least the last half of the week wasn't bad. (laughs) The weather actually, the temperature actually got into like the high 30s. So, that was really, really nice. But that doesn't mean that winter is over just yet. We are probably going to get lower temperatures again before this winter is out. So I actually had Friday off, and um, last Thursday I decided instead of using Shipt, that uh, I believe I've talked about the last couple weeks I've used them, I'm still going to be using them. It's just Thursday I just wanted to go and get some groceries real, real fast and get that out of the way. And then, excuse me, while I was there, just going through the aisles getting stuff, just thinking to myself, getting really agitated, like, see, this is why I don't get groceries. I can't deal with people. I can't deal with people and their carts and not being able to actually really look at stuff because someone's got their cart up your butt and it just drives me nuts. I can't, I, I can't deal. I cannot deal. And only three out of the four U-scan lanes were open, so there was an even longer wait. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I'm going to go back to ship. I'm going to go and do that this week, because that was... I just can't. I just can't. Anyway, (laughs) I had Friday off, so... I went to Schuler's and I traded in some books. So my tub of books that I'm slowly um, diminishing as I take to Schuler's to get some books, you know, store credit so I can get some more books, you know, mostly YA um, that I was able to get. And they're kind of more cultural, culturally diverse books. Like I read, um, just finished Dear Martin by um, Nick Stone, and I really, really liked that book, and that was kind of, I mean, Black History Month isn't until next month, and I really wanted to read that, and then now I'm on, read, I just started today reading The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, and that book came out, I think, next month at the end of February marks one year since that book has been out, so I... I'm really, really getting something from these books. I really, really enjoy them. So after I was done with Schuler's, I decided to go visit my grandma because I haven't really seen her since fall. And I wanted to give her her uh, Christmas gift, which was um, basically just a Meyer gift card. And, uh, of course, when she opened, you know, the card and everything, she's like, you don't have to do this, you know. And I'm like, I know, I just... She's done so much for me over the years, and I just, I'm like, I want to do the same for you, because I love my grandma and everything, you know, so it was nice just for the two of us to just kind of sit and and visit and reminisce about things and everything, and I did actually play a little bit of my podcast for her to kind of hear, because she's never heard it before. It was just like the intro and stuff, and she just was so amazed at like, this hidden potential, like, that she could hear in my voice just, it's just, she was just, she was impressed. She was really impressed. It's like another part of me that she 
doesn't know about is kind of coming out, my personality. And she really, she really liked that. So after I visited my grandma, I went up to the farm and I visited with my Aunt Debbie because I had to give her her Christmas gift, which was also on my gift card. And my Aunt Debbie had given me my Christmas gift, so basically it's so I can get more books. After that, I decided to real quickly see if, you know, my dad and Pam were home. I didn't think my dad would be home. I thought he was still out working, but luckily when I went there, dad and Pam were out, you know, working on something, like, in the car. Or they had just gotten home and they were, like, taking stuff out of the trunk or whatever. So I kind of talked with them for, like, a split second. And when I was up to my aunt's house... My cousin has this dog that is really rowdy, and he's untrained, and the dog just, as soon as I opened the door, the dog was already jumping on me, and my aunt was trying to get the dog, you know, to calm down and everything, but the dog did manage to kind of nip right behind my knee area, and now, two days later, I notice there's a couple bruises there, it's like, and Jeremy's like, well, does the dog have its rabies shots? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope so. I mean, it doesn't have rabies. I mean, if it would, if it did have it, wouldn't the dog be dead by now? Anyway, um, I, <laughs> I also learned a very important lesson, and I've made these things before in the microwave. They're the noodles where you just, like, add water, and then you pull it out and then add the sauce to it. Well, I just went and got the thing all set up, got the vegetables and crap that I don't like, I threw that in the trash. So I just put the, the noodles in the microwave and, you know, set the microwave for five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, well, while that's doing that, I'm going to run upstairs and get dressed for, for work and everything. So I come down and all of a sudden the timer goes off on the microwave. And when I come into the kitchen, the kitchen is literally filled with smoke and it's like to the point where I'm like coughing and everything I got to go open a lit the little window in the kitchen and then I go to the slider try to get the slider open and get some air you know I turn on the vent and everything and, oh my gosh and then I open the microwave because it's emitting like clouds of smoke and that noodle and those noodles in that tray is, was basically a plastic, a black plastic blob of goo. Those noodles were as black as night. And then I'm like, crap, I didn't put any water in them. You're supposed to put, you know, add water to a certain level. All I did was get the crap out of there I didn't want, pop it in the microwave, and hit five minutes. Well, for five minutes, that thing been cooking with no water in it. Oh my god, we're, I think we've mostly gotten the smell out of the house, but it, oh my gosh, it's, <laughs> it's still when I wake up, or when I come inside from, from coming home from work, you can still smell that burnt noodle plastic, and oh, oh, it was not good. <laughs> Always remember, if you're going to make those noodles, to add the water before you put it in the microwave. I've done that before. I've never had that problem, but I was just, it was like right before I was getting ready to, to head out and stuff. I'm like, well, I got to get dressed. I can just, you know, eat these noodles real fast. And I just put it in there, 
put the timer for five minutes and I went about and did my stuff. Ugh. I feel bad. I feel really bad. It's like, now that that stuff is going to be permeating in the air, I hope it just doesn't take very long to get it completely out of the house. Because you could like, smell it, not just in the kitchen, but in the living room. You can smell it upstairs. It's just... Ugh. So before we get into tonight, tonight's episode, I just want to go over some books that I'm reading. And if you guys want, you can kind of skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. But I just, you know, I like to be able to talk about some of the books that I've read or I'm going to read. And in this case, some books that I got from Schuler's. The first author I want to recommend, and this is for those of you that are really into, like, history and stuff like that. The author, Ruta Cepetis. I love her books. The first one of hers I ever read was called between Shades of Grey, and people tend to get this confused with Fifty Shades of Grey because the Shades of Grey is in both of the titles, so people tend to get them confused. But they're both really, really good books, and I want to read the back of Between Shades of Grey. Have you ever wondered what a human life is worth? That morning, my brother's was worth a pocket watch. Lithuania, June 1941. 15-year-old Lena is prepared for art school, or is preparing for art school and looking forward to summer. In the dark of night, there is a knock at the door and life is forever changed. Soviet secret police arrest Lena, her mother, and her younger brother, tearing their family apart. The three are hauled from their home and thrown into cattle cars, where they soon discovered their destination, Siberia. Separated from her father, Lena embeds clues in her drawings and secretly passes them along, hoping they will reach her father's prison camp. In this dramatic and moving story, Lena desperately fights for her life and the lives of those around her. But will love be enough... To keep her alive. I love this author. She also her second book was called Out of Easy. And then her recent book that came out, I'd say probably about two years ago, was called Salt to Sea. And it kind of connects the story of Between Shades of Grey. And this is also a really good book. Winter 1945. Four refugees, four secrets. The Forgotten Tragedy That Was Six Times Deadlier Than the Titanic. That's what time says. So, Winter 1945, Four Refugees, Four Secrets. Each one born of a different homeland, each one hunted and haunted by tragedy, lies, war. As thousands desperately flock to the coast in the midst of a Soviet advance, four paths converge, vying for passage aboard the Wilhelm Gustav. A ship that promises safety and freedom, but not all promises can be kept. Now, what I want to say about this author, author Ruta Cepetis, her books usually take, there's usually at least three or four years between book releases because this woman knows how to do her research. She takes that long because she is so in-depth with her research and everything, and that's what makes her books so amazing. So that's why I would recommend those books to anybody that is a historical fiction lover. Like I am. I love historical fiction. Whether it's YA or adult historical fiction. 
Now, next, I'm just going to tell you about the books that I got from Schuler's. I'm not going to read the bats, but I will read the titles and the authors. So that way, if you guys want to go to Goodreads, you can also find me on there as well under Angela Bowen. So the first one, and I did say some of these are culturally diverse, and that's what I'm trying to aim for, read more books like that. So the first one is called All American Boys by Jason Reynolds. The next one is called This Side of Home by Renee Watson, or Renee Watson. It's got like a little uh, hash mark above the first E, so I don't know. There might be an accent there. The next one after that is called The Border by Steve Schaefer. And the next one is American Street by IB, it's IBI. Zobai, Z-O-B-O-I is the last name. The next books I have are kind of deal with uh, 19, World War II Holocaustal a little bit. The first one is called Max by Sarah Cohen Scali. So the last, it's a hyphen name, Cohen, C-O-H-E-N hyphen Scali, S-C-A-L-I. We have three books by Alan Gratz, G-R-A-T-Z, Prisoner B-3087, Project 1065, and his newest one entitled Refugee. Now, the last book I want to talk about real quick, it's a reread for me because I, um... This is an amazing series that came out in 2011 from a new author. Her name is Colleen Hoke, and the series is Tiger's Curse. I'm rereading the series because the fourth book came out in 2012, and the, her fifth book is finally coming out, the final book in this series, Tiger's Dream, in March of this year. So five years after the fourth book, her newest, her final book in the series is finally coming out, and I'm so happy and so excited. All right, let me read the back real quick. Passion, fate, loyalty. Would you risk it all to change your destiny? The last thing Kelsey Hayes thought she'd be doing this summer was trying to break a 300-year-old Indian curse with a mysterious white tiger named Wren halfway around the world. But that's exactly what happened. Face to face with dark forces, spellbinding magic, and mystical worlds where nothing is what it seems. Kelsey risks everything to piece together an ancient prophecy that could break the curse forever. And it says, Tiger's Curse is the exciting first volume in an epic fantasy romance that will leave you breathless and yearning for more. So if you guys were to go out and buy the paperback edition, there are some extras a discussion guide, and three recipes from Kelsey's Kitchen. I think one of them is the chocolate peanut butter cookies, which I would love to make those, but I'm not a, I'm not a huge cook. And I believe that there is a movie in the works for Tiger's Curse. Julie Pleck, you might know the name. She did Kyle XY, but more importantly, for those CW fans of the vampire 
Diaries series. She worked on that show, so she is kind of a, I believe, a producer for Tiger's Curse, the movie. So I know that this project is going to be in good, good hands, because, I mean, I only watched, like, the first three, like, the first two seasons, and then, like, halfway through season three, I kind of bowed out, like, it was, the storylines were getting too confusing for me, and it's like, okay, I just... I mean, if I want to watch it again, it's on Netflix. So maybe I might jump back into that again. We'll see. We'll see. But I know what you guys are here for. You want your Punky Brewster, and I am more than happy to oblige you. So that being said, let's get into this episode. Season 3, Episode 3, Tons of Fun. So Season 3, Episode 3, Tons of Fun, aired on November 3rd, 1987. Punky's overweight cousin, Louise, wants to lose weight. Now, this is her cousin through Henry, who is, I believe Louise is like a second cousin twice removed from him. So maybe that could very well be Henry's cousin's daughter's child, maybe? I mean, that's the best way that I could probably explain it. But once I get into the episode, I'm sure that Punky is going to be able to explain it so I can understand it. Also, due to the subject matter of this episode, it's a very, it's a sensitive topic. It deals with, you know, children and, and being overweight and everything. And this day and age, we are in a type of world where people are just not as accepting of heavily set people and everything. And before I get into this episode real quick, I do want to talk about my story. Um... Growing up, I was very, very skinny. Too skinny sometimes. And when I was 21 or 22, um, I started dating. And I wanted to get, this is an adult topic, I wanted to get on birth control. And from what I'm told, that makes you put on weight. Now, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary until my grandma pointed out to me, it looks like you're putting on weight. I was like a size 6, maybe a size 8 at the time. I weighed 120 pounds. And then slowly the weight started to creep up. I never really paid too much attention to what I ate because it seemed like I must have had a high metabolism while I was always skinny. But when my grandma mentioned it, is when I slowly started to notice that maybe, maybe what she's saying might be right. And it just seemed from there, like, I wasn't watching what I was eating and everything. I was just carrying along like I, pro I always did. And the weight started to pick up. Pants would get tighter. They wouldn't fit as much. I'd have to go up a size. And this went on and on and on. And even when I was getting married, you know, you have your wedding dress fitting and everything like that. I had that done in April of 2007. I got married in July of 07. So my sister's helping me on with my wedding dress. And she's like, did you put a little more weight on? I was still able to fit into the dress. And it just... So finally, I'm working at Rite Aid. It's January 2011, I believe. And they have a competition. You've heard of the, big, the biggest loser TV show to w lose weight, right? Well, the pharmacy people and the front end people, you know, the cashiers, 
one person came up to me and said, hey, we're starting this little weight loss thing. Do you want to join it? And at first I was like, nah, nah, that's not really my thing. Basically, once a week you go in, you get weighed. If you lose weight, you don't have to pay anything. But if you gain, you have to pay a dollar. Not to mention for every pound you gain, you have to pay a dollar for every pound you've gained. So getting into that, I started going full bore. I kept a food journal. I weighed myself at least once a week or eventually every single day. And this went on for a while. It, from January until probably about April, I had lost 20 pounds because I was literally counting calories and measuring what I was eating. Like, for a serving size, I would usually cut that in half. So when I first was weighed, when I we started it, it I weighed 120, 180 pounds. And by April, so three months later, or four months later, I weighed 160 pounds, right around there. So little by little, the weight is coming off and everything like that. And my goal weight was to be right around 125, 120 pounds. So that's basically, if I've lost 20, I need to lose another 40. So by the summer or the fall of 2012, I had lost that weight. Not only was I counting my calories, I was walking, like, all the time. Walking, like, at least three or four days a week for an hour and a half. And it was great. You know, I'd reached my goal and everything like that. But fast forward a year later, I bring Quinn home. And I'm not blaming my cat. She's not an excuse for why I had stopped walking. And I wasn't counting calories as much. What took me over a year and a half to two years to take off, I've put back on that weight. Like, all that I had lost, I had put that weight back on. I'm at, like, right around 184 pounds now, and it is now 2018. But it took me, I'd say, at least, it took me two years to lose it. It took me at least two or three years to put that weight back on. So it's not like it came on all at once. Slowly, as, you know, I remember losing the weight, I was happy whenever I drop a pant size. I was proud of myself. I, I liked to have people are noticing, hey, you look like you lost weight. And then, slowly but surely, I went from size 6 up to a size 8. I'm like, okay, that's not bad, that's not bad. I went up to a size 10, I'm like, okay, okay, no, I can't go above a size 10. Size 12, size 14, dreaded size 16 pants. I'm like... And Jeremy before would always say, it's like, well, just be careful, just be careful. You know, when I was slowly putting, like, going from 125 to 130 to 140, it's like, well, don't let it happen what happened before. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to that. And slowly but surely, what happened, it, it came back, it all came back. That's why... And this all happened between, you know, I was 30 when I... How old was it? No, I was like 29 and, and 30 at the time, losing the weight. Now I'm 35, going to be 36. 
that weight does not come off as easily. It really, really doesn't. And it's just, I think, you know, that's when you get older. You have got to be careful with what you eat because what you put in your body, you can't easily take off. And I just, I, I just, I, I feel bad, you know, I'm really, I'm tr slowly trying. I could be giving it more of my all and everything like that. But that being said, guys, that's my story. And I wanted to kind of tell that to you because even though I didn't start out like this character, you know, Punky's cousin Louise, I didn't start out like that. I was thin, but then as I got older, you know, things happen and you put weight on. So, it's still, it, it's a struggle for, for everybody, no matter what age. You think you're invincible. You think you can just eat whatever you want. You know, as a kid and everything, and you can continue that into adulthood. You can't do that. You cannot do that. So, that being said, let's get into this episode. Maybe you guys will be inspired by my story if you feel that, you know, it is possible with hard work. If you want to lose weight, you can do it, but you have to have... You have to have that willpower. You have to have that determination. And that's what kept me going, losing that weight. Whenever I lose a little bit of weight, I'd be so proud of myself and so happy that that kept me going. Even after that contest was over, it went from like January to April. I lost, of course, but the determination to keep going after that contest at work was over kept me just... It just fueled me. It's like, I like what I'm doing. I like the results I'm seeing and stuff. But that being said, let's jump right into this episode. So we open up the episode here and the family is all on the couch. Well, Betty and the girls are, Cherry and Punky are all sitting on the couch and they are eating what looks like the most amazing pizza. And then we go zoom over to Brandon, who is sitting there. And he's got a piece of pizza in his mouth, and you see, like, four lines of cheese just stretched all the way out from the bottom of the pizza hanging in his mouth to the floor. So, uh, so Cherry comments on how Brandon is really getting into his pizza, like, chomping down on it like a buzzsaw. And that's when... Punky says that, you know, Mario's the pizza place they go to, makes it special for Brandon. Half pepperoni and half kibble, or half cheese and half kibble. And remember in season one, um, the I Love You Brandon episode where, sadly, Brandon gets hit by a car, but Henry comes into the vet office while uh, Brandon's in surgery or recuperating and brings in a deep dish puppy pizza. I wonder if that place in Mario's, or maybe that was from Mario's or something. I don't know. Maybe not. Okay, so Henry's at the airport actually picking up Louise, who Punky says she can't, she's excited. She can't wait to meet her second cousin twice removed. Okay, okay. So Cherry's like, well, where's she removed from? And Punky's like, Toledo. So, okay. She's from, Louise is from Ohio, because they're in Chicago, Illinois. Okay, so that's not too far away. That's not too far. So did the girl come by herself then on the airplane? I don't know. So I'm going 
going to play the clip uh, um, of them, you know, having the pizza and then talking about Louise. Because Punky's got a picture to show them of what Louise looks like. And Betty kind of comments on her being kind of skinny. So I'm like, okay, so how old is this picture then? So I'll be right back. Cutting through that pizza like a buzzsaw. <laughs> Mario's makes it special for him. Half mushroom, half kibble. <laughs> it sure is taking Henry a long time to get back. Well, the airport's clear across town. Maybe hit some traffic. I wish she'd hurry up. I can't wait to meet my second cousin twice removed. Where's she removed from? <laughs> Toledo. <laughs> What's your name? Louise, here's an old picture of her. Hmm. Oh, she's a skinny little thing. So right after Betty remarks on how skinny Louise is in the photo, that's when the door pops open and Henry is loaded down with at least four suitcases and he announces Punky's cousin Louise, who comes in. And she's wearing a bright yellow or canary yellow um, sweatsuit. Well, basically, it's like a sweatshirt and sweatpants. And she's got a little yellow bow that actually matches the colors, which is cool. But, <clears throat> excuse me, her sweatshirt says, and I quote, I break for donuts. That is very insensitive, especially to wear some a young girl who is a little heavy set to be wearing something like that. But I think that you know, I mean, she put that shirt on. I mean, it's not or the you know sweatshirt on. So I mean, if she had any problems, well, she could say I'm not going to wear that. But we're going to see in this episode where deep down, I mean. There are cutting remarks made to her about her weight. And Louise is, is, seems like she's cool with it at first. She just rolls with it. It's like, and she makes jokes about her own weight. It's almost like, if I do it myself, that will make it seem like it doesn't bother me when other, other people do it. Because she's, it's almost like... She's creating a shield around herself. Like, as if I basically make fun of my own weight, I'm making it sound like I don't have a problem with it. So that way, when other people do it, it'll make it seem like it's just going to roll right over me. You know what I mean? So even Punky, it let, you know, the three of them, you know, Punky, Cherry, and Betty are all just kind of standing there and... Punky's response to Louise being there is just like, hi, Louise. Like, it's almost like confused as in she doesn't recognize this girl. Like, she looks so different from whoever, you know, she was in the photo. Like, she wasn't expecting her. Like, so maybe that photo was the most recent photo they had of her. 
And she's, it's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to look like you look. Even apparently Brandon's not impressed because he doesn't even bother to get off that chair and go and greet her. <laughs> Way to go, Brandon. That's real nice, buddy. So Henry shuts the door finally and says how, you know, he apologizes for being late, that their flight was delayed. It's like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, and the thing I was just talking with Jeremy about, the fact that how long is she staying? But see, Henry's holding at least four suitcases. They're not gigantic. They're probably child-sized. But then he's also got... But over his shoulder against his back is a giant duffel bag. And Louise herself has a, a pink tote bag that has, and this is also very offensive, it says feed bag on the tote bag in, in bold letters. It's like, what? Yes, the 80s were a different time, and you seem to just make fun of people that were heavy set. How many cracks does Henry make on the show of Betty's weight? And Betty is not really a heavy woman. She really, really isn't. But I just, I guess back then it was customary, or maybe customary is the wrong word to say, that that's, people laugh like it was funny, ha, 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 like you're heavy set or something. It's like, that's not funny. And we've become very, very sensitive now in 2017-2018 to these things that just seemed to roll off people back in the day. They didn't think about that. They just did it because it was it was familiar to, to make fun of someone's weight and everything like that. But now it's like, no. No, we, we don't do that. We realize people have feelings. And we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So I'll try to cut back on preaching about this too, too much in this episode. Because, you know, it's it's a sweet, endearing episode. And we really do learn a lot. Yep, Louise, of course, m makes a joke about her weight being the reason that the, the flight was delayed. It's like, oh, sweetie, you, you don't have to do that. You, you really don't. You're among good, sweet people here. They are not going to hurt you emotionally. I promise you this. But she's probably so used to coming up with these little quips and everything that it's just probably, like, automatic off the cuff. It just spells out. So I'm going to play this clip of Louise's introduction, and I hope you guys, you guys like it. It's just, it's just, it just shows in general how much I think we as a society, I would like to hope that it's changed, that we are not that way anymore or at least we are becoming where we can be acceptable of everyone of any size of any color of, of anything like let's just be in a perfect world for me none of that shit matters we are all one peop one person we are all together and, and and everything is a beautiful wonderful place yes it sounds like i'm talking about a fantasy land but guys that's what i want in my heart that is the perfect world where everybody gets along and everybody loves each other and no one makes fun of anyone for their differences of any way but play this clip i'll be right back hello <laughs> funky this is your cousin louise 
to meet you, Louise. Hey, nice to meet you, too. I'm sorry we're late, but the flight was delayed. Oh. Yeah, with me on the plane, it could hardly take off. It just bounced along the freeway the whole way here. <laughs> really? I'm kidding. <laughs> Louise, this is my best friend, Cherry. Hi. I'm Cherry's grandma. Hi. We certainly heard a lot about you. Well, there's a lot of me to hear about. <laughs> oh, Betty. You know how much I hate anchovies. Oh, don't panic, Henry. There's more pizza in the kitchen. And I ordered a salad for you. Oh, thank you, my kind woman. And for your service to the Crown, I give you Australia. <laughs> thank you, your weirdness. Is this your first time in Chicago, Louise? Uh-huh. What do you want to see first? McDonald University. I plan to major in French fries. <laughs> you know, when Henry showed me your picture, Louise, I didn't think you'd be so funny. You look so serious. Yeah, and you were so skinny. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that you're fat, humongous, ready for statehood. <laughs> Some people have big noses, some people have big ears. I have a big mouth. I have a big everything. <laughs> Come on, Sherry. Let's go and show Louise a treehouse. You guys have a treehouse? Yeah. Cool. Wait a minute. What? How far away is it? It's in the backyard. In that case, I better take a little something for the road. <laughs> going to get very old very fast. It's like, every time someone says something about you does not mean you have to make a joke about yourself. I know it's a defense mechanism, basically. It's like, adults, she's not going to do that to you, sweetie. She's not going to hurt you. Um, but... Henry, of course, sees that, you know, they got pizza. It's like, oh, I don't like anchovies. And I'm like, I don't think I like anchovies either. I don't know anyone that does. Um, I tried uh, Hawaiian pizza with um, pineapple on it once, and I thought it, it was okay. I mean, pineapple's it's not bad. I mean, I don't hate it, but luckily Betty puts his mind at ease. Like, Henry, don't worry. There's more pizza in the kitchen. And she got him a salad. Sweet. What about wings? Do they have, do pizza places have like hot wings and stuff like that? Although, I mean, for someone like Henry, you know, we can't always, as we get older, we can't digest the things that we used to like and stuff. So I wouldn't say hot wings would probably be the best for Henry, especially, you know, he had that ulcer and stuff. So I don't know if that stuff would even like affect him like that. So the girls all kind of sit on the couch after uh, Betty and Henry go into the kitchen, and Punky's like, hey, is this your first time in Chicago? 
And Louise is like, yeah. So Cherry's like, well, what do you want to see first? And then we get another joke from Louise where it's like, I want to go to McDonald's University so I can major in French fries. This is going to be like a continuing thing throughout this episode, guys. Every single time someone asks her a question, it's not, I don't even, it's not even this question they asked, like, what do you want to see first? That has nothing to do with weight yet. It's like everything that's coming out of her mouth is like a defense mechanism against her weight. It's like, sweetie, do you have any, any, any interests, like, Specifically in Chicago, you haven't been, but what would you like to see? I'm sure there are museums, you know, I uh, trolley tours. I went on a trolley tour when Jeremy and I went to Chicago for, he had to go for his work trip. This was back in 2008. That's, it's been 10 years already, almost, in August of 2008. So Jeremy had to go for his work. It was like a conference and stuff for like a couple days. So, of course, he was bored to death at that. He doesn't have to go to those things anymore. But I decided to tag along, and I went on a trolley tour. And I was a little nervous and stuff like that. It's like I didn't want to get too far away from the hotel. But I got to get – you can, like, you know, on trolley tours, you can hop on and off. You can get another trolleys and stuff like that and continue the tour. So the last trolley I got on – I got on three different ones. The one that started out the tour, then I got on another one, and then the last one, best for last, double-decker trolley. Boom, I got up in on the top level. Oh, it was so cool, although it started to sprinkle a little bit, the rain. But other than that, it was really cool. I really liked it. I got a free T-shirt. I'm sure I don't have that anymore. It was white, and, you know, after a few washes, white tends to look kind of dingy after a while. But um, I got a little free little thing of popcorn. I think I even went to the Disney store because I got the Disney stuffed animals and stuff like that. So basically the, the kids are like, hey, do you want to check out the treehouse? And Louise is like, sure, yeah. Then she stops, asks, how far is it? Punky's like, well, it's just in the backyard. And Louise, of course, picks up, like, an apple or something to throw in her little tote bag. It says, I don't like that it says feed bag. That is offensive. It's like, I don't know. This is just, it's a sensitive episode. Just, I think, not just for me, but probably anyone in general that, yeah, you know, the 80s were a very, very different time. I'm sure I said this already in this episode alone, but that doesn't mean that you can make fun of kids and their weight. I'm just thinking with, like, 2017-18 glasses on, guys. That's how I'm, like, viewing things now. Even though I did grow up in this time period of the 80s and stuff like that. So I was accustomed, you know, that's just, that's, like, what people did. It's not acceptable, but it, I just, I see things so differently and such with a critical eye nowadays. So now we're going to move on to the kitchen with Betty and, and Henry. And Betty is concerned about, you know, Louise's weight. Being she's a nurse, she sees a lot of things like that. So she's going to give her opinion on, on that. Before we get to the kitchen, though, I forgot to mention the girls. And you, you hear it in the clip. They're just saying, you know, from your picture, we didn't expect you to be, you know, as you were. Which, again, I ask, is the picture, how recent is this picture? Is it a school picture from, you know, a, a class photo or something, a school picture? And 
she's again making, like, these jokes about, you didn't expect me to be this enormous, and then she says, ready for statehood. What does that mean? I have no idea. Here's another thing. Why don't you, you're not eating that pizza. Close the box, take it to the kitchen. It's going to get stale and gross. I'm sure they're going to be able to just divide it up, put it in aluminum foil, and shove it in the fridge. But even still, don't just leave it hanging out. Brandon is right there. He's going to eat all of it. The dog's going to get sick, probably get diarrhea. Dog, you don't feed dogs garbage, okay? They have sensitive stomachs. Things can happen. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Brandon's health here. I know that I, in some ways, I like them humanizing him with the clothes. That's cool. Giving him pizza? Ugh. But I'm just, I'm also thinking of that pizza. It's, it's going to get dried out. The meat's going to get dried out and look really nasty. Ugh. Okay, here's another quick question. They're going out the front door of the apartment to go to the backyard. What about that back door that leads off of the kitchen? I thought that went directly to the backyard. So it's like they're going out the front door, going around the side of the building to go to the backyard. It'd be easier to cut across through the kitchen and go down that back door and through the basement. I think that's got to lead to a basement. I'm sure it's that back door's got to lead to a basement. Oh, here. Actually, she doesn't just take the apple out of there. She, like, takes the bowl with the apple, the orange, the grapes, and whatever that other thing is, and just dumps it right in there. It's like, well, yeah. Ooh, if those are, wait, no, I think there are other apples. There's no grapes in there. Let, let me, she's going to dump it in there. Let's see. Oh, you don't even really get to see it. She just puts the bowl and puts it right in there. What What else does she have in that bag? All right, now we're moving to the kitchen. And now Henry's complaining because his salad has garbanzo beans. What are garbanzo beans? I'm going to look that up. Well, I looked it up and it says that garbanzo beans can also be referred to as chickpeas. I tried some, like, those wasabi-type peas one time. Like, someone, had, when I worked at Goodwill, someone had brought some in, like, a bag of them to snack on. Like, oh, here, let me try those. My mouth felt like it was on fire. It, bleh, ugh, no, never again, never again. <laughs> I mean, those are, like, a particular taste if if you're into that, great. But it's just, it, that was a mistake I never decided to make again. <laughs> Though this is the advice she gives to Henry, who's complaining about them. She's like, just pretend they're wet macadamia nuts. Yeah, macadamia nuts would be great in, like, cookies and stuff like that. But in a salad, eh, probably not. The only macadamia nut things I can think of are those uh, Pepperidge Farm cookies. Like, the big ones. Like, the white chocolate and the macadamia. Or, no, the, um... Are they the Tahoe ones that are the milk chocolate and the macadamia? Or Salsalito, maybe? Excuse me. So I'm going to play this clip of Betty uh, talking to Henry about Louise and looking different from her picture and everything like that. So I'll play that clip and I'll be right back. Uh, Henry, have you noticed Louise looks a lot different than her picture? Oh, well, maybe she's put on a pound or two. Perhaps she's a little big for her age. <laughs> she's big for my age. <laughs> maybe you should talk to her about it. Me? 
It's not my place to get into weight discussions with someone else's child. But a problem like that shouldn't be ignored. Overweight children can develop emotional scars. What should I do? Call her mother? Hello, who makes your daughter's clothes? Goodyear? <laughs> nah, Henry. Betty, I know you mean well, but I think you're overreacting. It appears to me that Louise is a happy, well-adjusted child. But Henry... If you don't mind, I'd like to eat my pizza. Uh-uh, Henry. Betty, the subject is closed. Hmm. And what's this crunchy topping? Kibble. This is when Betty sits down while Henry's trying to eat his salad and fake macadamia nuts. Um, she brings up how Louise looks a bit different from her picture, as in she looks, you know, a little bit heavier. And Henry's like, well, yeah, she probably gained a pound or two. It's no big deal. But Betty's like, yeah, well, you know, this kind of thing is very, very, you know, serious. You know, her... You know, Henry's like, well, she's just big for her age. And Betty's like, uh, she's big for my age. And you really should talk to her about it. It's like, I don't think Henry talking to Louise about her weight, I mean, that coming from an adult, especially one that, how well does Henry really even know Louise? It's more like, but then Betty even suggests maybe talking to the girl's mother and like, you know, you know, this is very serious. I mean, she brings up emotional scarring, which is true. Emotional scarring. But what about diabetes? There are children that can get diabetes from eating too much. They can have health-related issues and everything like that. Like, yeah, you know, that is a very, very serious... You know, what about that, that reality show that was on, what, Honey Boo Boo or something like that? And it's almost like that reality show was making fun of the fact that that young little girl was heavy set. And she was only six years old. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I understand where Betty is coming from, but I don't think that approach to butt your nose into someone else's business, regardless of being family or not, would have been appropriate. I mean, Henry could probably talk to her mother till he's blue in the face, but that comes basically from the mother. If the mother feels that maybe it's just baby fat, it will burn itself off as she enters adolescence and everything. You know, people go through changes. Sometimes they're a little heavy, and, and then down the road, you know, they, they lose that and everything like that. So I'm not saying it's something that should definitely be ignored. It's something that definitely should be taken seriously. But that's a conversation for the mother to have with her daughter if she feels that her daughter in any way is at a in a at a health risk due to her excessive weight and everything. That's just that's for her and her daughter and their doctor to decide. That is not for Henry. It's good to be, you know, concerned in everything, but that's not his place to say anything. You know, I noticed even in the kitchen they have um pictures of Punky. It's really cute. They have, like, the one uh, from season one where Punky was playing dress-up. You know, that's their first, her and Henry's first picture together. And then we have one with, uh, from season two, it looks like, the multicolored uh, winter jacket that she had on and that really cool hat that, like, also works as a scarf. 
So Henry just stomps Betty out and is pretty much like, all right, the subject matter is closed. We're not discussing this anymore. And then he's like, I want to have some pizza. Of course, that pizza's got kibble on it. And he's like, oh, he doesn't even notice that it's actually kibble. He's like, oh, this is really crunchy and good. What is it? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's that's kibble. It's like, yeah, that's Brandon's pizza. <laughs> Why would you have that on the table for someone to eat? That is, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't agree with giving dogs and cats people food. I mean, maybe, like, you know what, there's, like, chicken and eggs and stuff like that you could give them that kind of, like, help their coat and everything like that. Something like that was fine. But stuff like pizza or lasagna or stuff like that, that is not good. And that can lead to obesity. I'm not telling people how to raise their dogs. I'm just saying. And actually, in, in tune with this episode, it's just. You watch what you put into yourself, you watch what you put into your pets, what you put into your children food-wise and everything. It's just, everything has to be, like, under a microscope nowadays, it seems like. But now we're going to move on to the girls being in the treehouse. So Punky and Cherry come up through the door and everything, and now we have Louise climbing up. She turns around. It's like you see, like, the tree that's got, like, the, um... The steps on it that you're basically helping yourself to climb up. Why does she, like, turn around and, like, ask for help? You were, she was doing just fine when she was climbing up those steps. But she turns sideways away from the steps. It's like, I, I, help me, help me, I, I'm stuck. It's like, sweetie, you were doing just fine. You didn't need to turn like that. And that, that's square hole that they're climbing up from into the treehouse is more than big enough. She should not be having any issues, but they're of course doing it for comedic sake. So luckily uh, Cherry is nice enough to kind of give her a hand, and she doesn't really even need to give her too much of a hand. It's like she's practically up there anyway. But she makes a point of kind of falling on Cherry. It's like, oh, sweetie. And I want to say something about this treehouse that makes me extremely nervous. Even though once you get into the treehouse, this is mainly on a set. But that low railing freaks me out. I would not be able to be in that treehouse without having some type of uh, anxiety issue due to you know, heights. I mean, I'm not 100% afraid of heights, but just the idea of that low railing being there and nothing to really prevent you from falling. It's like, I trip over, like, anything. I could imagine tripping over that something and going over that railing because it is, like, maybe kneecap high. And that's probably for an adult. Or maybe even just below the kneecaps. Well, you would fall and you would be falling to your death. So now we got Margot who, like, comes up right after Louise. It's like, who invited Margot there? Come on, this is not going to end well. They're having a great old time. And then Margot's got to bring her beauty kit or whatever she's got with her. I don't know what they're going to be doing. But I'm going to play this clip and I'll be right back. Guys, this is going to be harsh. 
And this is where I say, Margot has no filter on what comes out of that girl's mouth. No filter. She says whatever. Oh, all right. I'll be right back. <laughs> Crowbar. <laughs> this is awesome. You people, guess who's here? Hello, Margo. <laughs> Greetings, tree dwellers. Margo, who slimed you? Tray on you, Sant. This happens to be a very old family beauty secret. It's an avocado mask. Not bad. I think it needs a little bit more salsa. Do I spy a stranger? This is my cousin Louise. Hi! So nice to meet you, Louise. What's the weight capacity in this treehouse? Margo, exactly what does that beauty mask do? The Kramer Magic Mask opens the skin pores, draws out impurities, and... Makes you look like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> now close your eyes and prepare to be dazzled. Open your eyes. Oh my gosh, Margo, your nose is gone. <laughs> Once a peasant, always a peasant. Um, anybody want a Twinkie? Not I. Those things go straight to my hips. Oh, I don't worry about that. I can't find my hips. <laughs> How wonderful that you have a sense of humor about your disgusting obesity. <laughs> mean. Yeah. Was I rude? Sorry, but we are talking about a very large person. Hey, no problem. Relax. I feel right at home. Look at this. You even knew I was coming. <laughs> Forgive me, but don't you want to do something about yourself? There are doctors with machines that can suck that fat right out of you. Leave her alone. She's happy being fat. Happy being fat? That's a disgusting thought. And everyone knows disgusting thoughts can cause pimples. <laughs> I better leave immediately. You better. <laughs> can you believe her? She sure is a trip. Louise? Let her get to you, Louise. Margot's dreams to make the whole world look like her. Louise, are you okay? Margot's right. I am disgusting. No, you're not. You're great. You're terrific. I am fat. I'm fat and I hate it. So Margot comes up in the treehouse, beauty kit in hand, and she turns around to face Punky and Cherry. And what has she got on her face? Some green, like, 
Bure type face mask thing, like to suck the impurities out of her skin. You do that stuff at night. You don't walk around with that during the day. Not to mention if there's sun and everything, that can't be good for the, your skin and stuff to be wearing that. That's like a beauty. That's like a thing you do at night, right? You brush your teeth. You shower. Well, before you brush your teeth. Brush your teeth is pretty much probably the last thing you do at night and you floss, right? The whole, you shower, you wash your face, you know, and everything. You put on what you need to put on. Marla's wearing that in the middle of the afternoon. That makes zero sense. But then again, a lot of what Marla does makes zero sense. Oh, uh, Marla tells them it's an avocado mask. Like, okay. Still, why are you wearing it in the middle of the afternoon? Of course, Louise is like... Marla doesn't even notice that Louise is even there. She's talking to Punky and Cherry. And Louise kind of makes a comment about, yeah, not bad. Uh, needs a little more salsa. You know, the whole thing with avocados. Does anyone like kind of avocados? I don't know. Um, I don't know there's like avocado dip and gua guacamole. I think that's made from avocado, avocado right? Which guacamole, I've had it, like, I think I've had it, like, when Subway had something like that. Or maybe it was something um, else, that somewhere else that I had it. But I thought it was decent, like, in small amounts. Like, I wouldn't eat, like, a jar of it or a bowl of it or anything by itself or whatnot so think oh oh wait no now that i think about it um there are these like tortilla um guacamole like tortilla chip like round things they had at walmart once and i tried them and they were good but they're a little too salty for my taste so as soon as louise kind of says her comment about the salsa and the avocado that's when Margo kind of turns around, zeroes in on her like she's first noticing that she's there. Then she turns right around to face Cherry Punky, kind of whispers like, what's the weight capacity in this treehouse? Like, come on, Margo. I'm sure it's fine. The treehouse is not going to tip sideways or tip forward and kill you. If you don't like it, there's the bottom of the floor. You can find your way out. So good on Cherry for quickly changing the subject when she asks, you know, like, let's just put this back on Margo, asking what the avocado mask does. Basically, it sucks that all the, all the impurities out of your skin or whatever, as Margo opens up her little mini suitcase beauty mirror regiment supply kit. So what was she exactly planning to do? Was she like, hey girls, let's all get together and put these masks on our faces? I mean, Punky's got a, th uh, a point. It does kind of make her look like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, she turns and says, hey, prepare to be dazzled. Close your eyes, whatever. She's going to pull the thing off her face, the uh, avocado mask. At first, I thought she was like, hey, let's all do this. Let's all put these masks on our faces. So, 
Margo peels that stuff off her face, and even without that mask on, you can see that there is, like, a little bit of shiny residue still left on her skin. So she turns around. I love that punky dip. That's because it is so funny. Like, oh my gosh, Margo, your nose is gone. Gullible Margo screams, freaks out, and looks right in the mirror. I'm like, oh, come on, Margo. Seriously? You think your nose is gone? Come on, girl. I think you're smarter than that. Okay, well, guess what, everybody? We get the famous peasant line from Margot. She turns to them, clearly PO'd. It's like, once a peasant, always a peasant. I'm like, okay, so we didn't drop that little uh, catchphrase. Okay, I thought with season three she would have... Uh, matured a little, but I see she's still plain old stubborn stuck-up Margo with a peasant thing. Oh my goodness, girl, girl. Let it go. Take Elsa's advice and let it go. So Louise, who was just kind of off in the corner for a split second, kind of decides to ease the tension and pulls out the, the Twinkie and kind of offers it like, hey, do you guys want a Twinkie? And I guess uh, Margo's like, no, no, those things go straight to my hips. And then Louise makes a crack about how, huh, I don't have that problem because I can't find my hips. Let me tell you real quick, when I was losing weight and everything like that, and it's like I could feel my hip bones kind of jutting out. Not totally jutting out, but I could feel they were getting a little pointier. Well, then, of course, you put on weight, and what happens? Well, bye-bye, hip bones. Bye-bye. <laughs> they're, they're under there somewhere. <laughs> so I kind of like that crack kind of that she made about the hip bones. That made me think about that. Like, yeah, they were there, and then they weren't. <clears throat> Let me just add a little thing here also. Um, Hip bones against someone else's hip bones does not feel good to grind against. I'm telling you that right now. It was like, uh, it hurts. <laughs> so, I mean, putting a little bit of weight on, like, kind of didn't feel like the, the hip bones were that stabby anymore. And after um, Louise makes that crack about the hips, Cherry at first is a little uncomfortable with the joke, and, and then she kind of slightly, like, smirks, like, okay, that's kind of funny little quip. And then, you know, Punky kind of also kind of chuckles just a little bit. But then, of course, Margo has to take it so far with the, it's amazing you can joke about your disgusting obesity. It's like, whoa! Okay, you took it way too far, girl. This girl's got no filter. And if you want to talk disgusting, how about that lame gold bow on your head? Margot. It's like she's trying to uh, compete with Nellie Olsen, you know, Allison Arngrim from uh, Little House on the Prairie. You know how she wore those dresses that had those giant bows on the back, and then she had a giant bow in the back of her hair. It's like, that looks ridiculous. And that little gold metallic bow that Margot's got kind of like askew in her hair just looks, makes me think of that so much. Oh my gosh. I just thought, wouldn't Nellie Olsen and Margot get along famously <laughs> if they were in the same time period? 
Oh, here we go. Way to go, Punky and Cherry. They call Margo out right away. Like, they're like, Margo, that's mean. No, that is straight up insulting is what that is. And that is very vile. And very disrespectful. So, she's, Margo feigns innocence. Like, oh, was that rude? I'm sorry. The I'm sorry couldn't have been delivered with less sarcasm. And then she adds something about the fact that uh, we're talking about, like, someone who's got a severe weight issue here. It's like, Margo, you apologize no matter how sarcastic it seemed. Now you're basically taking back your own words by adding insult to injury even more. Like, shut up and go away. Punky and Cherry do not want you there. Louise does not need you there with her ins with your insults. She's had enough, probably from day one. Has she's heard nothing but insults. She's come there for a, a little vacation, spend time with family and hang out and everything. And you're putting her in such a terrible position. I'm surprised she doesn't want to just turn around and go right the back home. Not to mention, I'm guessing this is going to be during, like, spring break or something like that. Because I doubt it was f for a weekend. It's got to be for, like, a spring break because she's there for, like, a few days. I mean, I know that Chicago and Ohio have got to be somewhere within relevance of each other. They can't be too, too far away. But, I mean, whether she just came on a Friday afternoon or evening or something like that and then she goes back Sunday night, maybe? Oh, I didn't even, fa I failed to notice the back of her shirt where, you know, on the front it says, I break for donuts. Then on the back, there's a sign that says, blimp on board. Come on. Could you be any more? That shirt, that sweatshirt needs to be, like, burned. Like, burned. But, of course, Louise plays off. Margot's insults with, you know, her, it's like her defense mechanism, again, with the making fun of her own weight. She's like, oh, you eat, relax, it's okay. And then she pulls this sign that Punky has that says, save the whales, which she holds against her stomach and says, you even knew what was coming. It's like, oh, somebody needs to, she needs to, like, sit down and talk to a professional or something about what is going on emotionally scarred Betty was very correct in that like yes what she's going through is not healthy and I can just imagine like kids today would probably tease her to no end and just with you know poor kids out there committing suicide and stuff to being bullied and everything like that that would scare me to death about poor Louise and what she would go through I had friends that were you know, heavy set. They went through so much ridicule and so much crap from people. I felt so bad. You know, I wasn't just trying to be their friend out of pity. I genuinely, you know, I like these people. I have a very good friend, Barbara, that I've known since sixth grade, since we were 12, and we are still friends to this day. But her weight has been a constant struggle. And just the ridicule that she received throughout school is just, it's so, so sad that she had to go through that. But she never once went and made fun of her own weight to deflect what other people were throwing at her on an emotional level. 
Ugh, why hasn't Margo left? She's making it worse. Where she's like, oh, aren't you aware of your problem? You know, there are doctors that can, like, suck the fat right out of you. Like, basically, she's talking about liposuction. And first of all, I do not think that would be allowed in a child that is 11 years old. That would not be allowed. More likely, they would put her on a strict type of food regimen and everything. Which... I understand she likes to eat, but I think it's an emotional type eating, which we are going to see shortly. So Punky's had enough. She grabs Margo by the arms and has her face her. And it's like, leave her alone. She's happy being fat. Well, I wouldn't go say that she's happy necessarily, she Punky doesn't understand that basically this is an, a defense mechanism and everything. I've said this repeatedly. I'm sure you guys are sick and tired of hearing me say this. But no, Punky, she's not happy with the way she is. Well, even Margo's like, to ha happy being fat? That's a disgusting thought. And if I were Punky, I'm like, well, you know what, Margo? You're a disgusting person right now for the way that you're acting and you need to leave. So at the fear of getting pimples from disgusting thoughts or whatever, she's like, I better get out of here. And Punky and Cherry are more than gladly ready to toss her body down that damn shaft. Like, oh boy, we will help you. Here, jump. So after Margot finally climbs down out of that treehouse, um, Cherry and Punky are kind of like, can you believe her? And then Punky's like, yeah, she really is a trip. Like, no, that's not a trip. That's not someone... I don't really... But they realize, like, Louise is just kind of standing off to the side, just kind of looking at the wall there, and they're, they they notice, like, Louise, are you okay? And this is where they finally see that facade of Louise's cracking, and they can see the vulnerability and hurt underneath. So... Louise goes to face them, and she's really broken up about it. She's like, Marco's right. I am fat. And then, of course, Cherry and Margo, or Cherry and uh, Punky are like, no, you're not. You're great. You're terrific. And, of course, you know, Louise is not buying it. I mean, their sentiment is very sweet and endearing. But she's like, no, I'm, I'm fat. I'm disgusting, and I hate it. Oh my goodness. Oh, sweetie. I just want to give you such a big hug right now and tell you that everything is going to be okay. But if I did that, I'd be lying. Because things aren't. Not in this world. Not right now. Not in the 80s. But, you know, now that I look at her face and everything, her hair color and, and, and just her facial features, and this isn't an insult. She's got kind of a resemblance almost to Elijah Wood like with with the, uh, it just it, she's very a very pretty girl very pretty girl it's just why is it that people always have to focus on the negative and what they don't like about a person on the outside of their physical appearance they completely ignore the inside a person's personality what makes them them their physical a phys, person's physical appearance doesn't make them who they are and they, you know the saying, it's the on the inside what, is what counts. That is very, very true. It is what's on the inside. I didn't, 
make friends with my friends because I felt sorry for them because they were heavy set. I liked them because we had things in common. Movies and, and, and boys and, and movie stars and books and, and stuff like that. That's what I liked about them. That's what drew me to them. It's just, I wish people would stop harping on people's physical attributes and really see people for, like, really, really see them. So I want to play this clip. This is basically after the commercial break is Punky and Cherry are going to be advocates. They're going to help Louise. Like, hey, you want to lose weight? We are going to help you. Because she's, uh, Louise is like, you know, I can't help it. I like to eat. And sweetie, that is great. Everyone loves to eat. They love the food. We all do. But there's such a thing as just moderation. You know, we're not saying diet. I don't believe in the word diet. I do not like the word diet. I think it, to me, diet is an offensive term. I feel it's better to stick with moderation. You don't need to cut out everything. You don't need to starve yourself. But just come up with a simple plan. You can include little things and stuff like that. Just, you know, portion stuff out. Portion stuff out. You can still enjoy what you want to enjoy. It's just, you know, being careful watching what you're eating. It's not saying you're going to have to join Weight Watchers or anything like that or whatever and count points. Just take into consideration. Just, just be health conscious. And the thing is with that, you don't have to do these things alone. Other people out there face the same issues. And having somebody like a buddy to kind of be your, like, your co-pilot, your, 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 your weight buddy, your, what, your whatever, it's great. You know, there are so many communities out there. There's the Fitbit. There's my fitness pal is another one that, well, you can, what, you know, set your goals and everything like that. So... And I've done that stuff. It, it helps. It really, really... Oh, hey, I see Brandon sitting down there on the ground underneath the treehouse. But, um, yeah, th th this isn't something that people have to do alone. There are support groups out there, not just groups, but just communities where people come together with the same goals in life and everything. And you have a support system. So I'm going to play this clip of, you know, Punky and Cherry saying, hey, you're not doing this alone. We are going to help you. We are all going to do this. So I will play the clip and I'll be right back. Please wait. Just leave me alone. But we should talk about this. There is nothing to talk about. I mean, you guys are pretty. I'm a planet! <laughs> but I thought being a planet didn't bother you. Cherie! Oh, she's always making jokes about her weight. That's because if I don't make jokes, someone else will. Well, if you're really this unhappy, maybe you shouldn't eat so much. Look, I love to eat. But I also hate to be fat. So I eat to get over feeling bad about being fat, but that only makes me fat, which makes me feel worse, which makes me eat even more. I'm so depressed. 
wanted a Twinkie. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Punky, this problem is bigger than me, if that's possible. You're going on a diet, and I guarantee you'll stick to it this time. How do you know? You won't be doing it alone. I won't? No. You'll have a whole team in your corner. Henry, Mrs. Johnson, Cherry, and I will all help you lose weight. Right, Cherry? Right. Right. Now, the girls have come down from the treehouse, and they're about ready to go inside, but Punky is not one to let things drop and slide under the wayside. When she confronts Louise, it's like, hey, you don't have to do this alone. You, We need to talk about this. And, of course, Louise is straight up on the defense as she wheels around on Punky and Cherry. It's like, there's nothing to talk about. You guys are pretty. It's like, where Louise is coming from, she's on the defense. She's on, an attack, on the attack, basically. It's like, you guys are thin. You don't understand what she's going through, the issues that she is facing due to her weight. So they can't really see where she is coming from because they're not dealing with those issues. But... You know, and Cherry is, like, saying, we thought that you liked being the way that you are because, and Punky kind of chastises her, like, Cherry. And Cherry, to her defense, is like, well, she's always making jokes. And that's when Louise says, basically, yes, it's a defense mechanism. I make jokes, so that way, mm, I can deflect, you know, that way I make it feel like it doesn't hurt as much when other people do it. It's like basically cutting to the quick, cutting people off at the chance to be able to do that to her because now it's like, hey, what you throw at me is just going to bounce right off because I'm making fun of myself. It's like, I'm beating you to this. So at this point, then Punky pretty much throws it in her face like, well, maybe if you didn't eat so much... And Louise is like, well, like, I like to eat, but then I don't like to be fat, so then I eat because I feel bad. So basically, it's it's emotional eating. Probably what happened, she probably was a thin girl, but then maybe she got a little, you know, the baby fat wasn't coming off as much. So, and maybe she was dealing with teasing in school and everything. So then she just starts eating, emotional eating and everything like that. And then that's how the weight comes on, she gets teased by someone for being heavy set, she eats, thus she puts more weight on. So it's a perpetual vicious cycle that is never ending unless you put a stop to it. So, and Punky just says, hey, we can help you out, all right? You don't have to go through this alone. Henry, Betty, or Mrs. Johnson and Cherry and I will go through this with you and we will all exercise and we will all watch what we eat. As you know, basically we will support you while you're here. So of course Louise pulls a Twinkie, probably that same Twinkie that she had pulled out before, and Punky just rips it right out of her hand, like, oh, no, you don't. And then she hands it to Cherry, who probably gives it to Brandon, who eats it wrapper and all. Cherry does give that to Brandon. It's like, that wasn't a wrapper. He's eating a plastic wrapper. 
Although dogs sometimes will go through the trash and eat stuff that isn't good for them. Not that that's a good thing. Rappers are not good. I'm sure he can't digest that. Louise even says this problem is bigger than me, if that's possible. But Punky's like, nope, you're going on a diet. Oh, don't say the word diet, Punky. That, that, mm. You know what Richard Simmons said? The first word in diet is die. So, yep, Punky's like, you're not doing it alone. We're all going to do it with you. And they all kind of put their hands together. Oh, and they pet Brandon. Oh, he's got so much love and hugs. So now we move on to the dinner portion of what's for Din Din. Oh, it's not going to be good at all. So Betty takes the lid off the first dish, and they're going to start off their low-calorie dinner with a tossed green salad. All right, I'm up for that. Maybe a little dressing. Next is low or no-fat cottage cheese. Yeah, that could be a topping for the tossed green salad, but what is the main course? I mean, what she's talking about is basically a side with a garnish of cottage cheese on top. Where's the rest of the meal? So here's the main course, mung bean casserole. Oh, that sounds more like a side to go with the main main course. Where's the main main course? It's, that meal is like depriving. Like maybe have some form of a meat in there. It's like losing weight isn't about really fully depriving yourself of stuff. That's how people relapse into everything, is by cutting things out completely. Like, yeah, I could cut out a lot of salty stuff, and I've tried that before. And what happens? I go and overdo it on other things to make up for that. That's not good. You know, when I gave up pop for, like, 10 days, guys, I was going to do it for the month of January, and I only held out 10 days. I gave up pop. I gave up Gardetto's. And, and the thing is with that, it's like, yeah, you can drink bottled water and whatnot until the cows come home. However, I was putting, you know, getting tea and stuff. That stuff is not cheap. Like, for a bottle that is, like, $2.99 for a bottle of, like, Gold Peak tea. And then also for the, the six-pack of bottles, which was, like, $5.99. And it's like, that was getting expensive. Like, it was cheaper just to get you know, Diet Coke and stuff like And I know, I know you're probably saying it's like, well, you could have done this or you could have done that. And it's like, yeah, I probably could have. But I like pop. You know, one time I actually did give it up for, for Lent. for And that was from January, like, until April or February, whenever Lent started. And I did so well. I just, I like pop. I like, I, I'm still drinking water and, and tea and stuff, too, so, I don't know. But anyway, let's get back to the episode. So, I like this dinner thing as a very teachable moment where Louise actually thanks everyone for kind of supporting her. And Punky is like, don't worry, Louise, we all need to exercise and, and eat better and stuff like that. So, good on Punky. Good on, you know, that positive message about that. I like that. Guys, I want to play this dinner clip because I like how Betty is kind of talking about her story about struggling with weight and everything to kind of help Louise feel like she's not alone. So I'm going to play that clip and I'll be right back. Everybody, tonight's healthy low-calorie dinner starts with toss green salad. Mmm. 
Next we have no fat cottage cheese. Mmm. <laughs> and for our delicious main course, mung bean casserole. Mm. Uh, I want to thank everybody for helping me like this. No problem, Louise. We all need to exercise and eat better foods. You probably won't believe this, but there was a time when I had a weight problem. <laughs> really? It started in high school. And I'm expecting it to end any day now. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Don't be shy. Dig in. You first, Henry. <laughs> Very well. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious mung. Henry. <laughs> now, Louise, this is just a start. When you get home, you'll have to keep on exercising and watching what you eat. Well, anybody have room for dessert? Oh, yes, dessert. Yes, yes, please. Please. Mm. Please. What is it, Grandma? Dice saw your cubes. <laughs> Don't be shy, everybody. Dig in. And then everybody, Punky, Cherry, and Louise all put down their spoons. Punky's like, all right, you first, Henry. And they all just look in his direction like, okay, we're waiting for him to eat this because we don't want to eat it. But, yeah, we're going to watch him eat it first. And even Betty is kind of looking at him expectantly like, okay, what are you waiting for? Come on. He hesitantly takes so long to put that in his mouth and then when he does you can just see by the expression on his face that that is going to be the grossest thing he ever put in his mouth yet yeah, he's trying to play it up for the kids like mm -hmm, this is so good it's so yummy you can try it now so with that mouthful he looked at Betty mm, delicious mom and of course Betty slaps him on the back forcing him to choke swallow that stuff down like no. How long was he going to keep that in his mouth before he actually swallowed that bite? So Henry kind of points at Louise and just directs at her that this is just a start, start sweetie, okay? When you get home, you're going to have to kind of take this over on your own and just keep exercising and watching what you eat. I think, honestly, that the mother, her mother should... And, if her father lives there, I don't know what the home life situation is, that they should kind of take that upon themselves to make sure that she is seeing that through so that way we'll see the results and everything like that. It's like, because, you know, you can, like, talk your blue in the face about, you got it this, okay, sweetie, when you get home, you got to make sure. But as soon as she gets off that plane and walks through that door of her own house, you know all of that stuff she did while at Henry and Punky's is going to go right out the window. She's going to go right back to her old ways. As soon as Betty asks if everyone's got room for dessert, boom, their spoons go down, their eyes zero in on what Betty is holding in that, in her hands there, in that dish. And it's soy cubes? What are soy cubes? That sounds like... 
I don't, that just, that meal just sounds so, like, devoid of anything. It's like, have a meat in there or something. It's, you know, it's almost like this is the stuff that you eat when you're, like, trying to starve yourself and not have any calories or you're, it's just, it's like that thing where, like, you're going to stick to it, you're going to do it, you're going to cut out everything at once, and then the next thing you know, you're going to start binging, eating, because your body is telling you, you need salt, you need sweets, you need this. Don't eliminate, moderate. All right, and the next thing we got everybody is they moved the couch away, so they got the giant area rug, and they're all kind of running through some exercises and stuff like that. And I love how Betty and Henry are dressed up in exercise. The sweatpants, the sweatshirts, they are just, they're, everyone's kind of getting into it. Brandon's got a barbell in his mouth. I think that's got to be fake because that would not be good for him. All that weight on there because it's got at least like two on each end of weights. So they're probably like maybe one pound weights on each or something. Oh, uh, Cherry's leading them in a hand, shoulders, knees, and toes exercise as she's talking about fat is what we hate and this and that and everything like that. But not just exercises, maybe taking a quick little walk around the block or something every day, like maybe a little half hour walk or something. That could kind of help. Even, you know, just something, start out small and just slowly, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just continue on with that. So they're doing, in the middle of doing exercises when the phone rings and automatically Punky, Louise, Henry, and Betty all run for that phone. I mean, Punky is jumping over the couch to get to that phone, anything to take a break. And it's just, it reminds me of, like, my cousin's, um, whenever, like, I go to the store with my aunt and my cousins, there would always be a race to get out the store and a race to get to whoever got to sit in the passenger seat. They, like, literally run through the parking lot. And the thing, this is back before um, people that are, like, four foot and under had to be. And, you know, now they got to be in those safety seats and everything. And kids under the age of 14 or 13 or whatever can't be in the passenger seat of a car. They can't be up front anymore. So on the phone, that's Mrs. Whopperman, and it turns out once Punky gets off the phone that her ceiling fell in her soup. What kind of condition are those apartments in? I'm surprised, like, somebody hasn't been out to uh, evaluate that. If her ceiling fell, oh my gosh. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen, Henry. You need to be making sure that people's buildings, their apartments are sound, or you're going to have someone come in and shut you, shut the apartment complex down. You know, even Brandon made a jump for that phone as well, but he just sat on the couch like, okay, I'm taking a, I'm taking a five here. So Henry's like, uh, feigns like sadness, like, oh, that's too bad. We'll have to quit, meaning with the exercise. And he sits down, and it's like Brandon is laying on the middle cushion, and Henry, like, sits down, and it's almost like he kind of sits on Brandon's back end until he actually moves into the corner cushion. It's like, whoa, don't sit on that dog, Henry. He isn't going to thank you for that later. Okay, so uh, Punky jumps off the couch like, hey, it's been six days. 
let's do the weigh-in thing. Here's a couple things. First of all, this is probably what, in the middle of the evening or something like that? Not to mention they are fully clothed. I think they even got shoes on. It's like, you can't, you're not going to get the best results if you do it in the evening. You're certainly not going to get the best results if you're wearing a bunch of clothes. The best time to do it is in the morning after you wake up, after you go to the bathroom. But, of course, they say it's best to do it when you have no clothes on. Well, these are children and adults. They're not going to strip down to their birthday suit and weigh themselves in the middle of the living room with the curtains open. So, Punky and Cherry are on top of stuff because uh, I guess they weighed themselves the following week. So, is this like Louise is going to kind of be with them for a couple weeks? I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to criticize or anything, but you can't wear shoes when you're weighing, being weighed. You can't. That's going to affect your weight. Not to mention, she puts the scale down on a carpeted area. There's, like, put it on the bare floor. I don't know. I don't know. Would that area rug really affect it? It probably wouldn't, but maybe I'm just being kind of stingy, I guess. So Punky is first to get on the scale. And she's all excited, jumping up and down. It's like, you better get your butt off that scale or you're going to break that thing. But she lost two pounds. She is skinny enough. She does not need to be losing two pounds. If anything, she probably needs to gain a couple. I mean, I know it's all in great progress for the show and everything, but... Uh... Oh, okay, so when uh, she told her she lost two pounds, Punky had jumped up but then landed off of the scale. Okay, so she wasn't jumping up and down on the scale. So now it's Henry's turn on the scale and everything, and luckily you should... Cherry's like, hey, Mr. Warmont, you have lost a one and a half pounds. That puts some spring in his step. That's exciting. All right, guys, I want to play this clip as they kind of go through the other weight with Mrs. Johnson and Louise and everything. And when they get to Louise, it's not a pretty picture. Something happened that shouldn't have. And I'll be right back. One, two, three, four, leave the fat on the floor. Five, six, seven, eight, ugly fat is what we make. One, two, three, four. I'll get it, I'll get it. Hi. Oh, Mrs. Wapperman. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Wapperman. Okay, Mrs. Wapperman. Hi, Mrs. Wapperman. Henry, Mrs. Wapperman says her ceiling just fell in her soup. Oh, too bad. Oh, we'll have to quit. It's been six days. It's time for the big weigh-in. I have everyone's weight here from last week. Okay. Can I go first? Great! You've lost two pounds! Yippee! <laughs> Okay, Henry, you go next. <laughs> All right, you've lost one and a half pounds, Mr. Winnemont. <laughs> Fine figure of a man. <laughs> My turn. This I gotta see. Back off, girl. I lost a whole pound more than you. The only reason you lost more is that your body is softer, more flabby. Whereas mine is muscular. Everyone knows it's more difficult to lose muscle. 
Especially that big one between your ears. Nice work, Brandon. You lost a half a pound. Way to go, kid. Come on, Louise, it's your turn. Skills and our natural enemies. Not anymore. Wait. Well, how much did she lose? According to this, Louise has gained two pounds. What? what? That can't be right. I don't understand this. Well, now, everyone loses weight at different rates. That's right. There were significant differences between us. Don't get discouraged, Louise. All I'm going to get is some sleep. I'm exhausted. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Heard of Born to be Wild? Guess I was just born to be wide. turn on the scale and um it's kind of funny because she gets on the scale and henry's right away like all right i gotta see this and she's like oh no you back away get away this is my moment here buddy so jerry congratulates her grandma because she lost two and a half pounds way to go betty so she so far has lost the most but jerry hasn't hasn't uh gotten on the scale. Let's see what she's got. Yes, uh, of course, Betty's got to throw that in uh, Henry's face. Like, hey, I lost a whole pound more than you. And then Henry's like, well, you know, you're softer and everything. So it's easier to lose that, whereas I'm mostly muscle and it's harder to lose muscle. Oh, come on, Henry. You are just jealous. All right, I guess it's Brandon's turn to get up on that scale. All right, buddy, let's see what you got. Oh, so Brandon's on the scale. He's got all four feet, but then he kind of sits upward, so it's almost like he's kind of like a person actually getting weighed. Brandon lost a half a pound. All right, good for him. Um, I weigh, I use my scale that I weigh myself. I use that to weigh Quinn, and right now she's right around 13 pounds. So... I know that she probably should be in the 12-pound range. I haven't weighed her in a little bit, so I probably should just to kind of make sure she's maintaining. I mean, she probably could stand to lose a pound or two. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't want her at, like, 15 or higher because that is a sign of, that's just not good for her. You know, I mainly feed her the wet food and then a little bit of dry food at night. All right, everybody, and last but not least, it looks like Louise is up to bat. Let's see how she's doing. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, Cherry's up next. Let's see. Let's see what she's got. All right, way to go, Cherry. She's lost one pound exactly. What is that, the pen that's in her, uh, in her legging there? Oh, I like her outfit. She's got the, the yellow handband that matches her yellow shirt, canary yellow. Kind of like Louise's, you know, I break for donuts outfit. She's got yellow stockings and yellow leggings. Oh, if only she had yellow shoes, it'd be a perfect match ensemble. I still say they should have lost the shoes to get a, maybe the, it would have uh, 
been a little bit different. So, yep, Louise is up to bat. Come on, sweetie. Let's see what you got, girl. Ooh, okay. Not good. Uh, Louise has gained two pounds since last week. Sweetie, what is going on with you, pumpkin? Even Louise kind of acts a little shocked at first, but I think, see, yeah, she knows she's, she's doing something she shouldn't be doing. You know, Cherry and, and Punky are like, wait, what? What? No, 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 that shouldn't be right. Well, so, you know, Betty kind of says, don't worry, honey, you know, people lose weight at different weights. It's just going to take a little bit of time, so. And then Louise kind of sad. She kind of walks up probably back to Punky's room. She's probably rooming with, with Punky and everything. It's, she makes a comment about how some people were born to be wild. I was just born to be wide. Like, oh, I just want to give her a hug and tell her everything's going to be okay. All right, now we get to the next scene. According to the alarm clock or the clock in the living room that's on top of the stereo, it's 2.15 in the morning. And we hear a little bit of a commotion coming from the kitchen as Brandon and Punky come out from the hallway to investigate what's going on. So I want to play this clip. Um, the, Punky thinks it's a burglar. Like, sweetie, no, it's not a burglar. No, what they see is probably even worse than a burglar. They find out why Louise has gained two pounds, and it's because she's been helping herself every probably every night to what's in the fridge. And let me just tell you, this entire food spread, she's got the entire contents of the, the refrigerator, like, all on the kitchen table. And I'm like, that is more food than I think Henry has ever had in that house at one time. Because, you know, it's not, he's not just feeding him, he's feeding Punky. And with Louise staying there, he's got to have food for her, of course. It's like, that entire fridge's contents are just there. I don't know. But I'm going to play this clip and I'll be right back. Because Punky is not happy with what she sees. Like, wait a minute, girl. But we're going to get to that, all right? I'm going to play the clip. I'll be right back. Thanksgiving in here. We've been knocking our 
ourselves out for you, exercising and eating rabbit food. And the whole time, you've been pigging out like the circus fat lady. <laughs> you volunteered to help. I never made you promises. We thought you were serious about wanting to lose weight. I was serious. I'm weak. Seriously weak. The only thing I can't resist is temptation. Louise, I... I don't need a lecture from Miss Perfect, okay? Louise, I... Get off my back, all right? Good night. Hold it. Punky, it's easy for you. Thin, you're cute, you're popular. You don't know what it's like to have real problems. I've had problems. I've had some dandies. I'll tell you something. I'd still have those problems if I hadn't decided to do something about them. I had to find a way to change things. What way? I use punky power. What's that? It's a lot of things. It's believing in myself. It's never giving up. It's faith that things are going to turn out okay. But most of all, it's knowing that I can do anything I want. I really try. But I don't have punky power. No, you have Louise power. And you can use it to get what you want. Usually, I just sit on people to get what I want. Great, <laughs> more fat jokes. I guess we're right back where we started. So you go ahead and stuff your face. I'm going to bed. burglar and then Brandon immediately who's behind her backs away slowly and then she's like great Brandon are you a dog or a mouse <laughs> yeah he's a mouse <laughs> he whimpers <laughs> like I guess you're a mouse so Punky's got her karate move going on there as she walks into the kitchen and Louise is right in the middle of stuffing her face with a giant sub sandwich. Look at all the food that's here. There's a giant, like, not a three-tier cake, but maybe like a two- or three-layer cake on a platter. There's like a bunch of boxes of, like, Little Debbie's oatmeal pies, Swiss cake rolls, uh, a pie, there's maybe strawberries or jello. Guys, she got everything, not only out of the fridge, but out of the cupboards. Oh, I would not be, I'd be like, you know, I need to go wake up Henry then, because this is ridiculous. Yeah, Punky is not happy. She's like, well, 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 this sure explains a lot. And then Louise tries to play it off like she was sleepwalking. And where did all this food come from? Oh, there's even bags of tato skins. Oh, wow, I like they don't have those anymore. I want tato skins. Oh, there's also some bags of chips and stuff like that. Tato skins. I see the Keebler, the Keebler logo and the tato skins logo on the bag. Oh my god, there's mayo. There's mayo. A big jar of mayo open. Yeah, Punky is not falling for her act. Oh, she says, I'm a sleep eater. No, you're not. 
No, you are not. So she's like, oh, maybe I've been cheating a little bit. It's like, Punky's like, a little? Yeah, it looks like Thanksgiving in here. What? This is like two weeks worth of food all on this table. Yeah, Punky's angry. It's like, we've been beating our butts up, exercising, eating rabbit food, and you've been in here eat, sneak eating the, our food. Although she makes a crack about the circus fat lady, and, you know, I've tried to be sensitive to Louise and her situation, but this takes it. This takes the bloody cake. Oh, girl! Mm. This is what Louise's excuse is. You volunteered to help. I didn't make any promises. Oh, you didn't, did you? Young lady. Alright, I think Henry needs to, like, pack her up and, like, send her back home then, because this is ridiculous. I've been sympathetic enough with this, but this is it. No, mm-mm. You don't go into somebody else's home and root through their food and stuff your face every single night. You do not do that to a person. That is just rude and disrespectful. He took her into his home, treated her like a guest, and this is how she repays him? Yeah, Punky calls her and like, hey, we thought you were serious about this. And she's like, yeah, I was, but I'm seriously weak. Well, aren't we all? We all have our vices, Louise, okay? I tried my day just to give up Diet Pop and Gardettos and I, for the month of January, and it lasted 10 days, okay? So yeah, I gave in to my vices. But, yeah, that's not an excuse. I, I know, but we're talking about Louise here, okay? And Louise is like, I don't, she's like, I don't need a lecture from Miss Perfect, okay? It's like, okay, you know what? You're done. Just go to my room, then. I'm going to get Henry, and we're going to take care of this, and you're going to go bye-bye tomorrow, because I, I'm, I'm done. I'm just done. I mean, if I were Punky, I would pretty much tell her, sweetie, you pack your bags. You are going home tomorrow. Louise is screaming at Punky. How is Henry not waking up to this wondering what's going on? She's literally screaming in her face. Get off my back. No, I'm not going to. No. Because I'm in it now. You pulled me into this situation. I didn't volunteer. Actually, she did volunteer to help her, but still. This is a you jump, I jump situation, right? Yeah, Punky's like, you know what? Never mind. Forget it. I'm I'm done. We're done here. And she just turns around and says, I'm going to bed. Right now, I don't care what you do. So then, bef Louise calls her back and is like, Punky, you're cute. You're popular. You don't know what her situation is like at school. You don't know if she's popular. She's a cool girl. She, you know, I, I can see why people will like her. She's awesome. But that's not an excuse to justify what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh. You don't know what it's like to have real problems. Oh, little girl, you know nothing about Punky Brewster. You know nothing. And she should right now school you and her problems. And you tell me if you have it rough. She was abandoned by her mother in a shopping mall. Your problem is you need to watch what you're eating and stuff like that. And you feel bad about yourself. But your mother did not abandon you in a shopping mall for you to go try to find your... 
a place in a, an abandoned apar a, apartment and not get beat up or, or touched inappropriately by a perverted adult. Punky lucked out. She lucked out with Henry. So don't you dare compare yourself to her in any way. And Punky says, you know, yeah, I've had problems. I've had real dandy ones. And I'd still have them if I didn't go and do something about it and make a, make a difference. Good on you, Punky. You defend yourself, girl. You don't owe her any explanation. So Punky actually does sit down and schools her in Punky power, which I love. It's basically she tells her it's about believing in yourself. It's about not giving up. And Louise is like, well, I don't have punky power. And Punky's like, no, you have Louise power. It's like, sweetie, you can do this. You can make changes and make yourself better if you want to. But it has to start from inside. Nobody can force your hand and make you choose if you don't want to do that. But it's got to start with you first. And Punky says it's fate that things will turn out okay. Yes. You got to have you know, faith in things that things will turn out right. You might walk down some hard roads and everything, but just faith that one way or another, things are going to get better. They have to get better. It's like, you know, when you hit rock bottom, it's like they say the only place you can go after this is up, right? So, you know, Punky thinks she is getting through to Louise. And of course, Louise is like, mostly I just sit on people to get what I want. And Punky's like, great, great, more fat jokes, and we're right where we started, and you've learned nothing. So she just kind of leaves Louise to her thoughts, like, all right, you know what, I've tried, I'm done trying for now, I'm going to bed. And Louise just kind of sits there with that sandwich, as she kept putting stuff on, taking it off, and now all that food is just going to go to rot. Luckily, Louise sees the error of her ways, goes after Punky, says, all right, maybe I do have Louise Fowler or something like that. And they hug, and now we get to, I guess it's been a few weeks or a few months, and Louise is coming back for a visit. So the girls and Betty are playing uh, Scrabble. I think Scrabble's okay. It's all right. It's long. It's a long game. And you think someone who loves to read would like to play Scrabble, right? Eh, not really. So that's when uh, Henry comes back with luggage. And Louise comes in. But the way that she, she's got a coat on, it's like to eventually reveal. But the way she's got the coat, like, positioned, like, her hands are thrust in her pockets, pushing the coat outward. And then, of course, she reveals that she has Louise power and she lost the weight. And she looks very, very nice. Oh, it's been four months. Okay, okay. So she opens her coat because she plays on the whole, you know, heavy set thing. Like, oh, you probably think I didn't lose any weight. The way that she's holding her coat outwards like she's pretending she still has that weight. And Punky's like, well, yeah, it did kind of occur to me. And she's like, well, she opens up her coat. She's got this red shirt with Louise Power written in yellow letters. And she's a pretty, pretty girl. She really, really is. She's not stick thin like Punky, but she's a pretty girl. And I like this overall message. It's just like the willpower and everything and believing in yourself. It's like, that did it. She kept at that four months. Good for you, Louise. What an advocate. 
So that is the end of the episode. I'm going to play this last clip and we will get into the ratings and everything. You have Louise power. <laughs> oh, right! <laughs> saxophone. 18 points. Wait a minute. Saxophone only has one F. Are you sure? <laughs> I think. There. Look in that dictionary. You'll both be surprised. Guess who's back in town? Who? Hi! Hi. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. It's been four months and I look even more humongous than ever, right? It did occur to me. But you're forgetting one important thing. What's that? Louise Power! Oh, right! <laughs> Let's get into the Brandon Tailwake episode rating. I'm giving this episode, I'd say, four out of five. And I knocked one off just because Margo was being very, very disrespectful. But Margo, I'm not condoning what she did. I'm not condoning what she said. Um, I don't agree with it. But that is what put Louise on the path to really... You know, her facade cracked, and Cherry and Punky saw that. That's what led them to say, hey, we are going to help you out. We know you don't like how you look. We're going to help you feel good about yourself and stick to a plan and everything like that. But the ones that I, I really liked, I, I loved everyone getting involved in helping Louise. I really liked that. Um, I like the whole thing with Henry and, and Bray eating Brandon's pizza by mistake. Um, let's see, what else? Two more. I like how they were helping Louise by exercising and everything and then the weigh-in. And I like that Punky talked to Louise, like what she said with having Punky power and what it means is, accepting of yourself and not giving up and and having faith that things will turn out I liked that and then of course the ending was great with Louise coming back four months later and having lost that weight and just what Punky's words rang true to her um as far as Punky's principles I'm just gonna say um you know just have faith and in yourself and determination and just when you see results you know if, if you feel that you want to better yourself in, in you know physical emotional ways that's great you know there are communities out there people you know with the internet you guys can get involved in things and you have a support system so just if you you know like I said my fitness pal is a great app um the Fitbit which you can get that kind of goes with your you know um how many calories you burn throughout the day and everything like that. I have I have the Fitbit, I have the uh, My Fitness app, and they're both really, really good. It's just a determination. It's like, I got to get that back, right? So let's 
say hello to some new Punky Power listeners. We have Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Ashburn, Virginia, Irving, Texas, Tokyo, Japan, Inglewood, California, Temecula, California, Tampa, Florida, uh, Kentucky, Queensboro, Maryland, Kansas City, Missouri, Kissimmee, Florida, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Muskegon, Michigan, St. Paul, Minnesota, Bakersfield, California, Vienna, Australia, Staffordsville, Kentucky, Dundee, Michigan, London, United Kingdom, Austin, Texas, Norwalk, Connecticut, Bondi, France, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce that, Orlando, Florida, Windsor, California, France, Rapid City, South Dakota, Cambria Heights, New York, Madison, Wisconsin, Clarksburg, West Virginia, Newburyport, Maine, Windsor, Canada, Indianapolis, Indiana, Cupertino, California, Blacktown, Australia, Graysonville, Maryland, France, Ukraine, Sherwood, Arkansas, Dallas, Texas, California, and New Jersey and France. Now let's listen to, let's hear some YouTube comments for the episodes. I would give anything in the whole wide world for this to air again. It's insensitive to make fun of people. Why should their overweight or lack of weight matter? It's what's inside that counts. Man, Margot is ever off the charts rude. I love this episode. It reminds me of the first two seasons where they tackle a serious issue in a humorous way, and in the end, it has an uplifting message. It's not insensitive at all. It's her way of coping with her insecurity. So that's probably uh, talking about Louise and her making the jokes. Many people make fun of their shortcomings as a way to deflect their insecurities about it. Exactly. That's exactly what Louise was doing. That's why she's wearing that shirt and constantly making fun of her size. The girl is obviously wearing a fat suit. She's not that big. Yeah, that is true. They do have that. So you see the reveal at the end that she's thinner. Yeah, it proves it at the ending showing her true body figure. Personally, I'm appalled that the producers of the show would make that girl wear that ridiculous sweater with I break for donuts and blimp on board printed on it and then give her a quote-unquote feed bag. Very insensitive. Pizza garnished with dog food. That sounds like a fraternity initiation stunt. I like George's, uh, Henry's reaction when he found out he's eating a pizza that's topped with dog food. They could have had fruit for dessert instead of soy cubes, LOL. At the end of the show, Louise lost the weight because she took off the fat suit she wore for the overweight scenes. Men usually lose weight at a faster rate than women because they don't have monthly hormone fluctuations that women do. Their hormones are more or less constant. Yeah, they don't, men don't get a monthly visitor every day. Every, every month, I'm sorry. Um. Alright guys, now for the next episode we'll be doing next weekend. This is a sad one. Yes, we probably all wondered, where is Alan? Well, next next week's episode, Divorce Anderson Style, which aired on November 4th, 1987, when Aaron, when Alan's parents file for divorce, his mother moves to Kansas and takes him with her. This is a sad episode, because we see, we air... Why am I calling him Aaron? Alan has been with the show for two seasons. And like I said, season three was going in another direction. They wanted to focus more on the girls and their preteen issues. So they needed to find an excuse to not have Alan on the show anymore. 
That being said, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm sorry if it ran a bit on the long side. I'm sorry if I did a lot of ranting, yelling, and everything. And for the 20-some minute uh, in intro and stuff, I kind of wanted to tell my story about the whole the, the weight thing and everything and whatnot. I hope you got in the book recommendations, too, which I will post some of those on Instagram. That way you guys have a physical... Um, thing to go by if you want to read those books or not. So that being said, guys, if you want to find me on Facebook and follow along, it's Punky Power, unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Same with Instagram, where I do all the pictures and stuff. Punky Power PB podcast. Uh, you can email me at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com also. And I will see you next week. All right. Have a wonderful week. I know that we'll be due back for the cold weather again because, well, it's that time of year. Bye-bye, everybody. And here's a message. Keep your punky power growing, all right? Keep it shining, and I'll see you next Sunday.